0: Welcome to our Black History Month series of podcasts. I'm Michelle Anderson, an associate in our DR team. And I'm delighted to be joined by Davinia Thomas for this episode, where we'll be talking about her photography practice and her work titled Good Hair, which explores black female identity and their relationship with hair. Davinia, how are you? Thank you for joining us.
1: I'm good, thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. As well as one can be in 2020. Um, So, um, Davinia, I think a few years ago in um, 2017, your Good Hair piece was included in our CSR art programme, um, which is a programme showcasing the work of graduate artists from Westminster and the Royal College of Art. Um, Could you perhaps tell us a bit more about that piece of work?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Good Hair kind of uh, was created around a time when cultural appropriation was kind of being discussed a lot and um, a lot of black women were kind of going natural um, and changing from kind of, I guess, like European ideals. And I wanted to explore it because it was quite an interesting topic to kind of look at how black women have a relationship, like the type of relationship they have with their hair. Um, And I was kind of inspired by like my sister's journey and my my journey as well. and so the images are two black and white um photos self-portraits of me um one with my hair covered and then the other with my hair in an afro and um it was kind of i guess it was almost like exposing that insecurity in a sense but it's not necessarily an insecurity that i feel like i put upon myself if that makes sense it was more of like how society has kind of put this uh negativity upon like black hair and just this journey that I had where it's just a negative thing of um it's unkempt it's unprofessional it's uh you know not beautiful enough on a black person but it's only trendy when it's on a like a white person um and so i titled it good hair because in the black community good hair is often described it's basically hair that is like has this closer closeness to whiteness um or white people or like european hair and so obviously in conjunction to that black hair or afro hair is not good hair so i wanted to call it that to kind of play on this idea that all hair is good hair especially black hair is good hair so
0: yeah (laughs) and that was really interesting i think um it was Certainly striking for me personally to see um, to see your piece in our sort of corporate environment um, in a meeting room to go in and and um, see something featuring um, natural black hair and something that I personally could so readily relate to. Um, I don't know whether it's um, it might be helpful to sort of expand on um, what you mean by terms like going natural and talking about your natural journey um, in case people are not familiar with.
1: Yeah, sure, um, so going natural is basically um, when you kind of, so a lot of black women kind of were straightening their hair and I guess it's for different purposes, um, a lot of black women wear weaves or they wear braids, some of it is for protective styling or sometimes it's more if you're in like a corporate job it's almost to um, kind of look more professional and so um, when I say the term like going natural, it means literally cutting off your hair and growing your hair out um, in its natural state. And when I did that, it was kind of scary because I had lost this, um, I lost like any kind of, I don't know how to describe it, but I didn't know how to do my hair or how to like actually maintain Afro hair because I had my hair relax a lot of the time. So relaxing is also like a chemically straightening of your hair. Um so you can either use that or straighteners. Um and so when I say the natural hair journey, um a lot of black women just like across the world were cutting off their relaxed hair and kind of growing it out naturally. Um be to kind of I guess regain back that power of like our blackness, I guess. Um so yeah, that was that's pretty much what um going natural
0: means thank you and um i guess in some ways um to to people for whom this isn't an issue um it this conversation in itself might sound quite superficial um you know people might wonder why we're talking about hair of all things um do you have any thoughts on um i guess why this matters from an inclusion perspective, I know you touched on it in why you chose to um, focus on this subject matter for your um, photography practice um, but could you perhaps expand on that?
1: Yeah, um I think it's it's an important topic to kind of have because across the world, literally um black people are being almost like targeted because of their hair, so a lot of them may not get jobs. Um, some children may be thrown out of schools. There was literally a child um, in a school near me who was sent home n- numerous times because her hair was out in an afro or her hair was in a giant puff and to them it was um, distracting. Um, there's a lot of women who can't wear like, I guess, braids or their natural hair out because it's not seen as professional or it's not seen as um kempt or I mean not kempt but like you know it's not it's not uh good <laughs> it's not a uh great thing to have out I guess in a way um it's almost like fruit I mean from for years there's always been this uh like thing where we have to kind of ourselves in a box of European standards or having a closeness to European standards and so when people straighten their hair you're kind of almost being closer to that standard of looking professional because whiteness is seen like is deemed as professional whereas blackness isn't and so I think um you know yes like you said to some people it maybe seems superficial but genuinely it is a like having an effect on people's lives there's a lot of people and I'm sure probably in your law law firm who feel like they have to change themselves in order to be in a predominantly white space or to fit in a predominantly white space um I know I've done it sometimes where I feel like I can't you know have a certain hairstyle when I'm going to an interview because they may deem me as something else um it's the same like when people see someone with dreads they don't see them as just this human being they see them as somebody that's dirty or not good looking or like there's always a negativity attached to blackness so um while it may seem like a superficial thing to some people it is having an effect on the livelihood of a lot of black people
0: Um, I think I can certainly relate to um, to some of what you said there I think um, looking back to sort of school days um, I was you know born and um, raised in the UK and um, certainly the messaging from school was always um, effectively that if your afro hair was not bound as tightly as physically possible. Um, It it wasn't neat enough and um, didn't sort of satisfy um, school dress codes and so on. Um, I had my hair chemically straightened, um, sort of probably from the end of primary school, I think certainly as a schoolgirl, because it was easier to manage and easier to uh, make it behave in the way in which um, it seemed to need to behave um, to meet the relevant standards and i think with you if you sort of if you grow up um with that sort of messaging it does stay with you and it can potentially make you feel less comfortable in um corporate environments in particular but uh, you know other environments as well um rightly or wrongly i think it can vary um from firm to firm and culture to culture um but i can I can certainly sort of empathize with that feeling and also with the feeling of sort of um being in my case in in my late thirties and and just now learning to um manage and treat my natural hair um because I haven't had to do it for sort of decades that I've been chemically straightening it mm-hmm. uh, so it is it, it's an interesting theme i think um we spoke um briefly about um you know the effect of people being excluded from school or um, not feeling um, comfortable at work um, with certain hair textures or hairstyles. I wonder um, what impact you think being in lockdown um, has had, and in our case, sort of um, the increase in remote working um, has had on black women's relationship with hair. Um, You mentioned sort of the movement towards um, increasing adoption of natural hair and natural hairstyles more recently anyway, but do you think that lockdown has had some impact on that?
1: Yeah, I think um, lockdown has had both like a negative and a positive. I think it's forced a lot of, especially black women who may have like corporate jobs to um, actually be in like close proximity with their hair and having to do it, because obviously the hair shops were closed. And I know that for me, I I do my own hair anyway, but it was kind of hard wanting to go out and knowing that, like, I couldn't do anything with my hair because I had to take it out, I couldn't leave it in. Otherwise, you know, it would get all tangled. And, um, you know, so I had to have, like, I know a friend of mine, I used to do her hair, but it forced her to do her own hair. And um, it's forced, like, many other women to actually have this positive relationship with their hair and no longer feeling that they have to go to this... Um, quick fix almost like whether it is I mean there's nothing wrong with like uh, relaxing your hair or doing anything like that but I think a lot more women have had a better relationship or some may have had a negative I know that there was a lot of women who were actually cutting their hair off during um lockdown so I guess you know it's had like both a positive and a negative effect on some people but I think more positive than negative
0: yeah, I think that's fair. I have to put my hands up and say I am one of those women who has <laughs> cut off the straightened hair in lockdown, um, and I, t- I certainly felt um, that it was a safe space in which to do so. So that was a, a positive that I have chosen to take from the circumstances. Um, although it's, it, I found it interesting. Um, sort of working remotely during this period initially thinking this is great nobody from work is going to see my face for <laughs> however many months that we're in lockdown and then realizing that actually zoom has its own um, implications and you know you can effectively at times it feels almost like your colleagues could sort of just knock on your door and peer into your house and catch you there with your headscarf on looking <laughs> in the um but um you know but that's part i think of us all um having greater insight into each other's sort of personal lives um, as a consequence of working remotely and um, interacting via Zoom. Um, So it has been interesting, I think, uh, but I would agree it has been sort of positive on the whole. Um, Davinia, you you also featured in a guide that we published last year um, which sets out some actions that people can take to be more effective allies of the BAME community. As we wrap up, I was wondering um, whether you would suggest any particular actions that our listeners can take to help them become better allies um, and to work towards tackling racial injustice?
1: Yeah, um, I think, like, I always stress that education is, like, the most important thing, especially at the moment um, with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter. Um, it's, It's kind of hard for me to always like be the person to kind of say things to everyone else to kind of um, talk about black history because not only is it like am I learning but it's also quite physically draining as well so education is the most important thing um, I would say in being a like a great ally to um any person of color um there's so many things online there's petitions there's um history books there's actually some that i think like a google drive that was going around um that had like all these like black history books in them or things that you can learn Um, even like as much as twitter is quite a um complicated place there's so many things on there that where there's so many like academics who are always posting um information about what you can do and how you can educate yourself further so I would say like definitely just try to educate yourself even if it's asking someone at a firm sitting down with them having a coffee or emailing somebody um not necessarily about their experiences with like racism or inclusion and stuff like that but just kind of um I don't know having that kind of chat um a small chat because I mean it can be quite difficult to talk about um but just having I don't know like a little talk with somebody that's willing to kind of share a little bit of information or stuff that you can kind of do as well
0: so just educate yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think um I think talking to people where um where they're comfortable to do so is always um a positive thing to do Um, on that note I think we'll end there but thank you so much Davini for taking part um, and I hope you've all enjoyed listening
1: thank you for having me